0: Welcome to Travels with Alicia. In this episode, I'm going to take you on a journey to Isla Mujer. Okay, uh, let's get started. Let's talk about the destination of the day, Isla Mujer. So Isla Mujer is an island. It's in Mexico, near Cancun in the Gulf of Mexico. It's a very small island. It's a vacation and tourist destination. It's only seven kilometers long and 650 meters wide. So you can see it's really easy to get around this island. Most of the activity is actually concentrated on the north the north end of the island, and that is the area that you'll actually arrive to the island on. And so, um, so how do you get there? The purpose of these podcasts is for me to share enough about the island for you to decide if it's somewhere you want to go. But please, so much information is on the internet. You'll be able to look up easily how to get to the ports, but I will tell you the easiest way to get from the airport to the port you want to go to is via a shuttle. Um, I've used Happy Shuttle, but there's many other ones on the internet, and they sometimes, they're, it's, it only costs about $40 for you to get to the port, and for an extra like $15, they don't even mark it up, you can actually get the shuttle service to include your ferry ticket to get over to the island. It just makes it so much easier for you, so I highly recommend it. So you get to the, and and these boats leave every hour. So no matter when your flight comes in, if your flight's delayed, you don't ever have to worry about, oh, not being able to get to the island. They make it really, really easy. And so no issues with that. The boat rides all of about 30 minutes. So if you, especially if you have a nonstop flight, this is just a very easy travel day. And I highly recommend it as one of the places I'd go in Mexico for a beach vacation. So how do you get around? So you get to this island. How do you get around? It's mainly by walking. I mean, if you're staying on the north end, it is so easy to walk everywhere you're going. As I said, the island's only 650 meters wide. Um, Or the preferred transportation for most people, it looks like, is golf carts. You will see there are literally thousands of golf carts. And that if you're staying outside of the north end of the island, you actually probably want to have a golf cart. Not necessary. There are taxis you can use, but golf carts are a lot of fun. So I've been to this island twice, once by myself and once with my daughter who's in her early 20s. It is a completely safe destination. I felt very comfortable being there by myself, no issues. And my daughter also said she just loved this island and that she would go back. So I highly recommend it for different age groups. You know, it's good for solo travel. It's definitely a top vacation. So what's there to do on this island? Um, Probably the thing that everyone's looking to do is to go on the beach. And so if you're staying on the north end of the island, Playa Norte is the main beach. It's a very large, kind of the wraps around the whole north end of the island. It is shallow. It is crystal clear. It is warm. There's nothing not to love about this beach. I guess if you're a surfer, you may not love this beach, but everyone else will love this beach. It's very safe for kids because it is shallow so far out. You can walk forever and still, you know, be able to touch the bottom. And this beach is wonderful. The only caution I will give you is that there are beach clubs all around and they all run into each other. You can, they all charge about the same, which is about $15 for two chairs and an umbrella. Um. If you are in high season, which is May or December to May, excuse me, December to May, you need to be careful because it will be very crowded and you will have lots of loud music and the loud music all conflicts. You could have one boat, boats pull up to this beach and the, the passengers jump out and enjoy the beach as well as the people on the beach. So you could have one, one boat playing country music and another boat will be playing like Spanish techno music. So that can get overwhelming. And if it does happen to you, or if you're a person that would bother, there's other beaches. And um, I've been there in low season and in high season. And I I love loud music, but it did get to be a little much with all the music conflicting. So you have an option. We actually went to some of the beaches on the southern end. So they're not as crystal perfect in, um, from a beach standpoint, but they had other amazing attributes. So I went to Kin Ha. Kin Ha was one of the beach clubs we went to. No charge at all. It's kind of a restaurant with a huge deck, and the deck actually has steps into the water. So I highly recommend that. It's free. And Kin Ha even had paddle boards. You could stand up and paddle board. They had snorkel equipment. Everything they had was free. You just had to sign it out. There was no minimum purchase. You could eat a meal, have drinks, and it was not that crowded. They also had live music. So I highly recommend that. So the other one I recommend is Captain Dolce. That, again, is not on the north side. And Captain Dolce had, that one had a beach, actually. Both of the places had pools to get in, you know, bars with, you know, swings. And live, the, Captain Dolce also had live music. Both of the places had good food. So there are places to go other than the north end and the beach clubs that can get really, really busy. So one of the things I love when I travel is I love street art and i will say isla mujer similar to other cities in mexico had fantastic street art there were so many of the buildings painted with stories and you know things depicting the history of of the island and so i really really recommend just walking around and enjoying the street art This is a snorkeling and diving paradise. So for those of you that have diving certifications, you will just absolutely love it. There are places you can go out and snorkel. You don't have to actually go out in a boat. There are different places you can go on the island just to jump in the water and snorkel. And one of the things that's really special about this island is that you can swim with whale sharks. You have to look up online what time of the year. It's not all 12 months. There's a season. So you can, if you plan your trip, during the season where you can swim with whale sharks, people have said it's a -a once-in-a-lifetime experience. These sharks do not, I guess, bite or eat people, but they're like 15 feet plus. I mean, they're huge. And you can go out and there's tours that take you out. And they usually only let two people off at the boat at a time. So there's not that many people. So every boat's allowed to have, let's say, two people get in the water at, at once. And you can swim and take pictures with these massive animals. I'm a complete chicken. So I have not done it. But for the adventurous types, this could be like a bucket list type uh, trip if you get to do something like that. Something more timid is just visiting the southern point of the island. As I said, a lot of the action takes place in the north side. But if you have a golf cart and the golf carts, I will say, I think they're very expensive. Between the seasons, it can range from 40 to 70 dollars a day. And even if you rent it for a week, don't expect to pay less, maybe very little bit less to get a discount for renting for a week. They're not necessary, but it was so much fun. Uh, my daughter did say that was one of her favorite things. We had a golf cart for maybe six, seven hours. <clears throat> and I think we paid 40 to $50 for that. We rode everywhere. We visited the Southern Point. And that Southern Point has a statue of Ishel, And Ishel. Is the maya goddess of childbirth and medicine and this was a very sacred island to that goddess and so you'll get to hear a little bit about history and and walk around the southern point it's beautiful for sunrises and sunsets there is also a restaurant there and they were serving lobster and they have a big bar i was there very early in the morning so it wasn't open It looked a little expensive, but if you want a beautiful special night and sit there and watch the sunrise, that would be really a fun thing to do. So another thing people always tell me when they travel is, one, we are so privileged to be able to travel. Those of us that get to do it want to be able to give back. And so one of the things, if you love animals, they have a place called Isla Animals. It's in the middle of the island. My daughter took a taxi there super easy. You can go walk the animals. You can walk the dogs and enjoy some time there. They are always looking for people to come. It is the easiest process. She showed up, I think, 15 minutes before closing. She was still able to to take a dog out and go for a walk. It's not a lot of red tape or questions. They're super people, she said. And um, they have a website, Isla Animals, and you can see how much they need donations. I think she made a contribution, but they love when people can bring things down that they can't get on the island. So if you're an animal lover and you're headed to the island, you can spend as little or as much time there, and they will welcome you with open arms. I've also heard, and I did get to walk by it, that there is a lady that takes care of the cats on the island. You can look it up. It's pretty famous. She has like a big gate in front of her house and a little shelf so you can reach over her gate and drop cat food. Um, and she takes care of the cats on the island. So pretty cool stuff that, you know, people do. Um, so if you want to give back, it's easy to find these things on the internet and make that part of your trip. The next area I'd like to at least touch on is accommodations. Um, so where do, where can you stay? Isla Mujer has a complete, complete, list of options between hostels, budget hotels, luxury, luxury all-inclusive, Airbnb. I mean, there's nothing you can't find. I think I always recommend looking at Airbnb, Expedia, BookIt. But I will just mention the two places that I stayed and, and tell you what they were like. So I stayed the first time by myself at Hotel Secreto. And that is a small boutique hotel on the north side where I could walk to everything. It was like a spa hotel. They actually did have a spa downstairs. I did not use it, but it, the, the hotel rooms were huge. The bathrooms were huge. It smelled like a spa. It was luxurious. I did not have a balcony, but the room was fantastic. It had like a 65-inch TV. I can't recommend it enough. In low season, it was about $70 a night. I tried to rebook it when I went back for with my daughter for high season it was sold out. I think the pricing was around 150 so more than doubled in high season, and it wasn't even available. So I highly recommend Hotel Secreto. You can walk to everything. They did not have a restaurant, but you're steps from 100 restaurants, so that's not a problem. They did have a little bar that wasn't actually operating as a bar, but you could always get a glass of wine or a beer. They would always be able to sell you that. And... uh, had a beautiful infinity pool. So look it up. I highly recommend it depending on if you can get in or the season. So when I went back, I was trying to remember where we could stay in high season. Um, We stayed at the Imperla Hotel, which is right on the main strip where all the restaurants are. It was considered a budget hotel. They only have six rooms, but they're very clean. They seemed relatively new. Everything was in perfect condition. It had a, you know, such a great feel because it was I thought it was going to be super loud, but it was actually silent. They must have the best windows or the best insulation because even though it's in the middle of everything, it was very, very quiet. Quiet. I even worked, they had, both hotels had perfect internet. I actually worked from the Imperla. They had a desk in there and it worked out perfect. So although this, I would not pick this island for a remote working experience, I was able to take meetings from there, from the hotel room very easily. So I do Definitely give this a thumbs up. It was also right next to one of our favorite restaurants, Isla Aroma. And Isla Aroma kind of had a Bali feel. It had a big Buddha in it, and they had great coffee and smoothie bowls, and actually local breakfast foods, ramen at night, different type of rice bowls. Highly recommend it. So that kind of leads me to food. I, I don't even think I can do the food justice other than I can say they have every option here. They have fantastic local food, Italian food, Asian food, seafood, steakhouses. For such a small island, there, you will be wanting for nothing. Price-wise, I would say definitely cheaper than food in the U.S., but more expensive than you would find in other areas of Mexico. It is definitely this is a vacation tourist destination, so you do have to remember that. So for me, going on vacation there, it still seemed very inexpensive, and there's different price ranges of food, so you can still find they really, really inexpensive, but you can pay closer to American prices depending on where you're going. I just have two call-outs that I wanted to, to mention. So one restaurant that was on the side where the boats are coming in, where your ferry came in, there's a restaurant called Mule 7. M-U-L-L-E, seven, number seven. And it's a little upscale. It's like a restaurant on the beach. It has a, you can watch a beautiful sunset there. And their prices were mid-range, but I just got the shrimp ceviche and rosé wine. And I can't think of a better meal. I actually went back for it twice. I liked it so much. So I skipped the big entrees and just went with that. And the serving was so huge, I can't even begin to tell you. The other call out is we really um, liked the Argentinian Grill. We had burgers. My daughter and I went there, and we had burgers and mixed drinks, and it was wonderful. They had The owner had this wonderful dog that just a lot of the locals or the regulars maybe just even knew, and it was just such a great, fun experience. Um, I did see a one review about... I always look up the reviews on the restaurants, and I did see a review where someone from Montana... Actually, kind of gave them a hard time. They didn't think the steak was of the perfect quality, and they wanted their money back. And it was just embarrassing. So, you know, obviously, if you're from Mon- Montana or maybe Kansas or something, the steak may not be of the exact quality that you're looking for. But I think they've done a fantastic job. I would go back over and over again, um, and we really enjoyed it. So, Isla Mujer is a is a place I've been twice and I will go back. I will go back with family. I will go back with friends. I really enjoyed it. It's a place you can go, even if you only have five days or, you know, less than a week. You could easily fly in from Cancun, get there in one day and enjoy a five-night vacation and easily do it. So it's, has a lot of upside to that. So what are some of the downsides? Um, some of the downsides would be that it can get really crowded in high season. And so if that's something that bothers you, just be aware. I mean, it can get, the, the north end of the beaches could get very, very busy. I, it didn't really feel like there was that much haggling going on. I mean, it was rare, like if you're in other areas of Cancun or or the Riviera Maya, there's a lot of people trying to get you to buy things. I didn't feel it was near as bad. So I think maybe just the the... The crowdedness would be the only thing I could see, and maybe the loud music, if if that bothers you on the north side, the beaches can get, you know, pretty loud. But other than that, I recommend it. Take a look at it. If you're looking for uh, a vacation that's not an all-inclusive, if you want to experience Mexico, but you want to do it in a way that you feel is contained and safe, I think Isla Mojera is a place that you should look into. If you like this episode, check out the others in my series and stay tuned for more Travels with Alicia.